you're listening to Your Bright Future with Mrs. J and Mr. LD, a Loveridge counseling podcast connecting home and school and helping to create a bright future for your students. Hello, welcome to Your Bright Future with Mrs. J and Mr. LD. We're excited that you're here listening with us again today. And we have a topic that we want to talk to you about uh, that relates to a lesson that we taught recently on our bully prevention lesson. And so I'm going to let Mr. LD introduce that topic for us. Yeah, and we're very excited to talk about this. This is an important lesson. I mean, we start the year with it. I mean, that's how important this is to our students. Sixth and seventh grade, um, they're in a new school with lots of different new students and teachers. Our students come from one class that they had one teacher all the time in fifth grade, and they're coming here to a whole new school where they're interacting with a lot more peers and kind of getting to know each other. So we start helping our students kind of define bullying, know what bullying is, how they can deal with it. And and, and part of that, in, in our experience and kind of visiting with you guys as parents, is how much bullying has changed. And it, it definitely has changed since, you know, I was in school, since Miss Jay, and I'm sure you were in school. Part of that change is that it's gone much more, just as all our lives have, into the digital space. Um, it used to exist that we were, you know, bullying. I, I remember when I was in middle school, um, seventh, eighth, ninth grade, there was, I, I would see bullying, you know, at the school, but it was oh, a yeah. lot of physical stuff. It was a lot of still emotional and verbal, but, but I would just, my observation as a counselor, that's the physical, especially is kind of diminished, but it's moving onto their phones and into the social media space. Absolutely. Yeah. We saw as a girl, of course, growing up, there was a lot of that relational bullying, what we call uh, girl drama or mean girl <laughs> drama, right? And I, some of you have probably seen the movie Mean Girls, where uh, based on the Tina Fey book, where uh, they're just mean. And it's pretty typical behavior that we see all the time. That hasn't really changed a whole lot, except for that it has moved to that digital world. And so a lot of the things that happen that used to happen in your life now mm-hmm. are happening on social media platforms, Instagram and TikTok yeah. and some of those that the kids use today. Yeah. And, and one of the tricky things with that is that before students would get bullied at school and they may have a tough time at school, but they could go home and kind of escape it. And, and, and one of the difficult things that I've seen with students is they go home and they can't escape it because it's there on their phone through text message, through social media. And it, so it kind of just sticks with them. And, and so that's a skill we teach our students how to be smart with, with social media, how to block people, how to be clear with their expectations and, and, and their boundaries. Um, but yeah, that, I think is it's one of the things we deal with a lot. And in fact, I think our one of our future podcasts, we're going to address that topic specifically about social media and screen time and how that's affecting our young people, because that is definitely one of the main things that Mr. LD and I see at school. Uh, it's the it's probably the number one way that kids uh, have conflict. It's the number one way that they bully each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's actually the number one way they connect with each other. Yeah. So it, there's a lot of good to it, but but we want to we want to make sure that we're teaching our kids how to use that responsibly. So we will address that uh, fu- in the future. One of the things that we've seen uh, with the new bullying uh, is that 
a lot of it sometimes stems from the fact that kids don't have a lot of personal face-to-face interactions with each other. And so a lot of what they do with each other can be misinterpreted or they, or they'll say they gave me a dirty look (laughs) or, you know, they have this idea of what kids should be like or, or an expectation in their heads of what they should be like, but then the reality isn't matching up with that. And so, um, so that's something that we feel like, uh, we could team together, maybe parents and school together to make sure that our kids are getting the good social skills that they need and learning how to interact with each other and having face-to-face conversations. Um, the kids will come into my office and they'll say, you know, well, she said this and she said that. And I'll be like, wait, wait, did you, did you say these things to each other or was this on a text? Oh, this was a text. And so then I have to stop and say, well, you know how much you're missing out on that conversation because you don't see the body language and you don't see their eyes when you're Mm -hmm. talking to them. You don't hear their tone of voice or their inflections or you don't see their little smile that tells you that they're joking. And so much of what we say to each other is based on our body language, so much so that we can actually communicate (laughs) with each other without even using words a lot of the time. And so if you take that visual... Uh, component out of it and you're just going on words alone a lot of miscommunication can happen a lot of things can go wrong in those conversations and so that's something that we really want to focus on with our kids as well and it's something that you as parents can help with too because you can teach your kids how to and model that behavior teach them how to stop and (laughs) say what you're feeling and ask questions and talk about body language and read each other and try to see if you can tell how each other are, how people are feeling from their facial expressions or from the different things that, that they're kind of missing out on a little bit because of the way technology is. No question. I mean, we all know that body language and and those nonverbal cues are such a critical piece of communication. I mean, I don't know how they break down those stats, but they always have those statistics out there, the majority of how we communicate. And and over technology and social media, emojis are a far inferior substitution (laughs) for for the nonverbals and and body language. And and our students um, are kind of underdeveloped in reading those social skills. And so that's one thing we're always working with them on is eye contact and, and communicating with you as parents, with teachers, with mm-hmm. us. And it can be intimidating. It's one of, uh, uh, I think many of our students go to word is awkward, you know, mm-hmm. that, that's awkward and that's, that's awkward. And, and I like to tell students some of the best things in our lives start in awkward places True. that we have those conversations with new friends getting out of our comfort zone. I, I even t- joke about how first dates when they're older, mm-hmm. you know, it can be incredibly awkward. And hopefully some, t- some of those will lead to good places and yes. relationships. Of course, we're talking much older than these cases, but the, those awkward, you know, body language, learning to read that and, and, and communicate that way instead of leaning so heavily on, on the technology. And one of the things we kind of want to share with you there's there's three things that we want to kind of share with you guys that I think we think you can help out with at home and and one of those that we explicitly taught your student in in our first lesson is how to recognize and know bullying versus mean behavior or someone that's just not very nice or a a mean look and and I really like the definition that we use and, and shared with them um it is bullying is one-sided, unwanted, aggressive behavior that is often repeated. 
And we, and we, we could kind of break that down a little bit and, and one-sided, right? If, if there's two students that are kind of messing around and joking around and teasing, even though maybe one's not, you know, enjoying it so much, mm-hmm. that isn't bullying behavior because they're kind of going both ways. Um, aggressive, you know, that kind of goes without saying, but they're putting some umph behind it. It's not just them kind of saying, hey, you know, leave me alone or whatever, but <laughs> kind of more in depth than that. And the repeated part, um, if a student is walking down the hall and another student, you know, says something unkind, of course we don't like that. We don't right. want that happening right. in our school, but that is not bullying behavior if that happens tomorrow and the next day and as an ongoing thing between those two students that is definitely when it goes into the bullying territory right and um, a lot of times we'll have a parent call the school and say you know my child is being bullied well when we dig into it and we see we find out what really has happened or we go to our cameras or we look you know interview the kids that have been involved in that it actually ends up being more of a conflict or Mm -hmm. something where they're you know they got in a fight with each other which we don't like that behavior either and we we need to address that but but we also need to call it what it is which is a conflict or an Mm -hmm. argument a fight right not necessarily bullying and so there there is some value in distinguishing between those two terms because if it's bullying we take a completely different tact than if it's something to do with uh kind of a two-way interaction and so we want to work we you know understand too uh these kids are young (laughs) we're dealing (laughs) with kids that are just coming out of elementary school um sixth and seventh grade and so you know, a lot of them are just learning how to interact with the world and be who they are in the world. And so we want to teach. Our number one goal is to teach. And so we teach them the definition. We teach them what to do when it happens. We teach them uh, how they can protect themselves or how they can defend themselves from bullying. And then we also want to teach them that they have people that they can go to, to talk to. Um, and we also teach them how to distinguish between conflict and bullying so that we can address it in the appropriate way. Definitely. And and one thing that I often remind my students is to let other students know that you don't like their behavior. So often I've had students in my 10 years as a counselor come down and say, so-and-so is bullying me. They won't leave me alone. And then I'll call that other student down and they'll say, oh, no, we're friends. I'm just messing around. And they don't know that what they're doing is is negatively impacting mm-hmm. that first student in such a way. So that's something that we're, again, going to that teaching piece that I often remind my students, you know, be very clear and, and be kind and respectful. So instead of just laughing and teasing back, they could say, hey, you know, in their words, however they say it, I don't like when you do that or that makes me feel bad when you do that. And then it's very clear that they do not you know, like that behavior, whatever it is, if it's teasing or physically messing around or, or whatever it might be. They've set an expectation and they've made it clear that they want that expectation to be respected. Exactly. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, I mean, a good good tip for you at home too, between mm-hmm. siblings, right? You know, often mm-hmm. that can, you know, the, these behaviors and these skills are things that they can bring home as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, the second thing we want to give you uh, is something that can... Uh, help your student at home is to watch for the signs that they are being bullied or that they are being a bully. So, so, you know, 
anyone can be a bully. I tell the kids this. Uh, bullying is a behavior. It's not necessarily a character trait. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we, any of us can be bullied. And I tell stories about times when I bullied when I was younger and uh, learned from those mistakes and learned that that's not the kind of person I want to be. But um, the, some of the signs that you can watch for, you know, if your child normally loves school and then they all of a sudden don't want to come or they don't like it, their grades are slipping, um, if their demeanor changes, if they're feeling sad and they're normally a happy person, you know, any of those kinds of signs can can indicate that something is off, that something's wrong. Um, as far as signs of bullying, I'm, you know, those are a little bit more subtle, I think. But if you are getting calls from the school, obviously, mm-hmm. about, you know, things like that, that it, they're just good opportunities to talk to your kids. And that I always tell my my students you guys are their number one fan. You're their number one uh, go-to. You're the most influential person in their lives, and and so we've we. That's one of the reasons Jared and I feel so that this is so strongly that this is important for us to get to you, and that we can be on the same page because the kids respect you more than anyone else. And so if you can have those conversations with them and explain, you know, what they're doing wrong if they are a bull, if they're doing some bullying behavior, or how to stand up for themselves or how to block, we call it bully blocking, bully blocking tools, you know, how they can use humor to diffuse the situation or how they can uh, kind of ignore it if it's not something dangerous or if it's not a safety issue. And, and we go over all of that too. And so that's another important part is you can have a conversation, just, Hey, you guys had your bully prevention lesson. Tell me what you learned. What did you learn? What, what can we help you with at home? And, and are you having issues? Are you having problems with it? And just open that communication. Yeah. I love what you said, Tanya, that if your child is being a bully, that doesn't mean they're bad. That doesn't right. mean they're always going to be a bully either, right? We like, like you said, mm-hmm. we've all probably been bullies at one time, yeah. you know, here and there, yeah. and and we don't want any student feeling labeled as a bad kid if they are having those kind of behaviors. And and same with you when you approach that with them, if you see that, approach it with love and kindness. It's a teachable moment. It's totally yeah. and 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 lean into the awkward. I, I use that a lot as parents too, right? That could be awkward if you you think your your child might. Either one, they're, they're getting bullied or maybe they're doing some bullying behavior. That can be a little awkward to talk about with them, but lean into that because they know how much you love and care about them. And that, like Tanya said, that you are their biggest fan. Yeah. And and just if you lead with that, it, it's hard to go wrong. Yeah, for sure. The last one we want to talk to you about is just emphasizing and celebrating kindness. Now, kindness, I feel, is a cure-all for a lot of the world's ills. Jared and I have talked about this before. I feel like the golden rule, treating others the way we want to be treated, I think if we could implement that one rule in our lives, I think that would go a long, long way. But I heard a story recently about a, a parent who... Um, who would celebrate kindness, just kind of like we might celebrate getting a good report card, like, you know, putting it on the fridge and making a big deal about it. And some parents give money or incentives for those grades. But this parent was like, anytime something happened that their child did that was kind or they, or they witnessed a kind act, she would just go on and on and, and, and just tell her son how proud she was and, and how she felt like he was making such a, you know, making her proud as a parent. And, uh, so that's a that's something that I feel like we can really do and and have a huge impact on our kids if they know that we as parents value kindness mm-hmm. and that we feel it's important and it's worth celebrating. Then I think we would see a lot more of it in schools, and I think that the more kids can can practice that, the better off we'll be as a, as 
if I dare say, as a whole society. <laughs> For sure. I, I mean, I, I love that celebration, that, that example you shared. And, and one of our, I think, our team of counselors, Tanya and I, one of our big roles and goals is to help students develop empathy. Yes. And, and how critically that is tied to kindness and just overall well-being as a human being. In our society, I mean, you look on social media and the news and everything, empathy is a trait that we all need more of in our lives. And, and I'm speaking for myself as well. We, it's a constant, you know, we need to be vigilant in, in developing mm-hmm. that in ourselves. And, and especially these sixth and seventh graders, this is where they're figuring out who they are and, and they're develop, developing who they're going to be, what type of people. And we want them to be kind, empathetic, you know, being able to, in empathy, just to be clear, means being able to see other people's perspective a little bit mm-hmm. put you know the cliche put them put yourself in someone else's shoes mm-hmm. and and that doesn't mean you have to agree with people that doesn't mean you have to take their side but you're able to get a little perspective and and do that with that kindness and i think i'm sensing a future podcast yeah. episode we might have to talk a little bit about empathy but we sure appreciate you hanging out with us uh, today and listening to our podcast we're we're excited again to bring this to you and and i think that uh this can be something that we we get a lot of benefit from remember to go to our counseling website at counseling.loverage.net slash blog and you'll be able to make comments there or put in your questions uh we're in the process of getting our podcast on some of the major podcast uh sites like yeah, so- Yeah, and Google Play. So hopefully before long, you'll be able to access us through any of your favorite podcast players and we'll get get that information out as well. But uh, we want to just give you a heads up on our next episode. We are start, we're starting our resiliency lessons Mm -hmm. in sixth grade and our six decisions lessons in seventh. We'll, We'll have those lessons soon. And we just want to do our next podcast on uh, giving you an overview of what that is and the source material maybe that we are taking that from. And if you wanted to get those books or if you wanted to bring that into your home uh, somehow, that would be great. But uh, we, again, we thank you for tuning in and we hope you join us next time. Thank you so much. You've been listening to episode two of Your Bright Future with Mrs. J and Mr. L. Thank you.